Welcome, folks, to episode 96 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And today with me, as always, is Karina. Hello. Hi, Steve. How are you? So today... I'm so good. Good, good, good. Today, we are going to discuss uh, minimalist planning. Now, that all sounds very serious, but we're going to have a hopefully a light-hearted take on this and we've been prior to starting the recording we've been discussing this a little bit and we've also been um, doing a bit of research and we came across an article by i'm trying to get this lady's name right barana Lamberson. Incorrect. We'll incorrect let's in try that again note. incorrect it's brianna Lamberson. <laughs> mm. brianna it's like you could say Fyodor Dostoevsky, but you can't say Brianna. You're unbelievable, Steve. I can't take you anywhere. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a common name in this part of the world, put it that way. But anyway, whatever. Uh, this lady is a personal stylist and wardrobe consultant. Oh, yes. Very good. And um, she has a, a nice, great article about minimalist planning. Now, that sounds sort of quite a serious topic in in short really but really she just gets down to the the essentials i think quite quickly and um you know when you're sort of moving from one year to the next or during the year and you want a sort of a fresh approach maybe to you know how your planning um is going we we all get sort of tied up sometimes in um, you know, must must having this particular planner or that particular planner, and then it doesn't work out. So you go off and you you see what other people are using. You go and spend some more, even more money on something that once again doesn't quite work for you. And you know, this pen doesn't work, or that pen doesn't work, or this particular accessory isn't right, and you you sort of end up sort of working yourself into the ground with this sort of conundrum. I think I think we've all been there, right, Steve? I mean, we've all started off yeah, at some I'm point sure. with that. Yeah, it's, it's, we've all been in this position at some point. We all know, we can all sort of start to identify what isn't working for us sometimes. And then we go off and try something else. And, you know, sometimes if you've not failed, you um, don't recognise the symptoms, do you? So you're you're in this sort of sort of nosedive situation where you think oh hold on a minute this isn't right oh panic panic <laughs> what do I do next sort of thing well and and then we sort of criticize ourselves unnecessarily having been through this train wreck of a planning planning failure and it's really not necessary to be that critical. I think the failure part of it comes for everyone. But ultimately, what what we're discussing today is something that Steve and I have regularly addressed on these podcasts is when it doesn't work, just take out a sheet of paper. And I think Brianna does a really nice job of breaking this down to the essential levels. And why is it important to get to the essential levels? Because it's at the essential levels that we realize the why of planning. Why are we sat down with 
with whatever it is that's in front of us to try and figure out what. What are we trying to achieve here? And ultimately, I like how she said this. She said it sort of like creating a list for what you want to achieve in your life. And as far as the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planterverse is concerned, we see that on an annual, monthly, weekly, daily, hourly basis. So whether you just want to create a huge list, which some people call a bucket list, right? That's sort of what they want to get to and, and achieve or do before they expire off the planet. And, uh, you know, 50 before 50 and right, things like that. Right, right, right. And, and then, so then if you want to break that down and say, well, I have, I'm not dead yet, right? I'm Monty Python scheme. <laughs> it's like, I'm not dead yet. Bring out your dead. Uh, so, okay, we're not quite there yet. So what else can we achieve before we're dead? All right. Well, in that case, we'll look at it from an annual perspective, or we could look at it from a 10-year perspective, a five-year perspective, a one-year perspective, and then further break it down. And ultimately, that's all it is. If you want to ask yourself, what am I trying to achieve today in my life just for today? I think that might be a very minimal way of expressing how to start your your planning for the day. Now, I, I think Steve agrees with me on this. Usually, people that plan out two to four weeks ahead are a lot more successful than people that just start planning out their day. So if you've just planned out your day, you're going to achieve some things, but it's not in context of some larger goal or priority or overarching theme that you've set up, which is fine. If you find yourself in, I mean, I found myself several times in planning failure where I've said to myself, all right, let's get down to the basics. And what are the basics? Basics are get out a sheet of paper do an absolute complete brain dump of what are the outstanding issues that you haven't figured out yet or things that you've been delaying, things that you've been procrastinating, things that are just incomplete in your life. What are some incomplete things that you'd like to see complete? And I think that's a very healthy place to start with from because at that point, you it's very easy to point out what's wrong in your life. But once you've got that down, then you can actually start looking at what's working. So if you know what hasn't been finished, you can also take a look and see what has been finished and use those as a platform upon which you could say, well, here's the format that I use to complete those areas in my life that I succeeded in. Can I duplicate that now in the incomplete areas? I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Steve? Mm. I find quite you know, literally that uh, the the further ahead I plan, even in not great detail, but in sort of very sort of sketchy detail, even if it's just a one line on a particular day sort of thing, that uh, I find is a great help, you know, and try, try to plan in some sort of form of detail for the coming week, right? Um, literally every week. But if I start to sort of add things in for the sort of the week after and the week after that sort of thing um you know in my sort of normal everyday life and stuff for the blog and and all that sort of thing just it's just starts to all sort of come together um and it starts to work well not quite like clockwork but it seems to be less far less stressful 
being able to sort of do that sort of you know let's just look a little bit further ahead than normal and let's just slot some of these things in of course there's there's lots of unknowns for certain tasks and things you know if you're doing the, the washing or doing some gardening or something like that this sort of uh, you know the, in the winter the sort of thing you, you know there's no telling what the weather's going to be like in sort of you know five or ten days time it's impossible right. to sort of predict right. really. um or accurately put it that way uh, and so sometimes you may think well i was going to plan to do the washing today but it's now pouring down with rain right what am i going to do instead sort of thing or, or have i got a plan b um i dry it indoors or you know put it off the what's the weather going to be like the following day instead sort of thing and can i shuffle what i was going to do the following day and do that today and then do the the washing the following day that sometimes works as well right and i equate this very much to when we go visit our dentist and i i don't know how it is for you but we we do about six months every six months there's a dental visit and i know that when i'm done with my visit the receptionist usually asks me she checks her calendar six months down the line and says how's whatever may 20th at at four o'clock and of course i have absolutely no blooming idea where i'm going to be on may 20th at four o'clock i don't know what the weather is going to be like i don't know what country i'm going to be in i don't know exactly you know i may be on planet earth that's about all i know so (laughs) what day of the week it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, she's got that covered for me because she can see on her calendar. Uh, but mm. inevitably, inevitably, I agree to the appointment time and date because as I get closer to that time and date, I will figure mm. it out. You can, I can, I can yeah, make it happen. You can shuffle stuff out of the side of it. And the worst yeah. case scenario is that there is something dramatically mm. important to do on May 20th at the time of my dental yeah. appointment, in which case I will have known beforehand and I can call to change my dental appointment. It's not the end of the mm. world. And I think it's easier, mm. in fact, as you said, to, to reduce the stress in your life by planning things ahead and having them penciled in. I mean, there's a reason we say penciled in, right? Mm. Because you can go back and erase it. Mm. And I really yep. like the way Brianna talks about the concept of 52 weeks. Like 52 weeks is not really a long time. She's right. And she, go, she goes on to say neither is 365 days. And you're right. The thing is, we don't think about it in those terms. We think about it as one moment to the next moment to the next moment. And where have I got to be this week? And where have I got to be tomorrow? And where have I, what have I got? I've got to get dinner done. I've got to get the dog walked. So it's moments in time that are uh, not attributed to the whole concept of a calendric year. Like we're just really not paying attention to the fact that the weeks are passing. If you want to pay attention to the fact that the 52 weeks in a year then give each week a theme or give each month a theme and stick to that theme and see, or maybe you want to focus on finances, maybe you want to focus on health, whatever, and make each month one of those themes. I like that idea and I think it allows us to really focus in on the fact that we don't have a lot of time. Time goes, you might as well do something with it. This is where people that decorate the planner pages come in well, I think, because they will pick a theme if you like for a particular week maybe or a particular day and they will you know use appropriate you know stickers or whatever it is 
sometimes I, suspe- I suspect to actually reflect what they intend to do that week what the season is what the holidays are and stuff like that um with holidays for instance um i'll ask myself um you know we're fairly flexible now we're not really sort of being in sort of full-time employment both being retired in that if we're planning on a visit to somewhere if there's something that we definitely have got planned or we want to attend a particular say event or something that's the only sort of you know marker in the sand sort of thing the actual sort of bit either side of that it can be you know plus or minus a few days here and there sort of thing so we can we quite often say well that's the definite thing so when are we going to travel you know before right. or after and quite often we will look at the calendar that we'll go online and look at um airfares and things like we did this the other day we looked at um a particular um trip we're planning next year and one of the trips was one of the journeys was going to be on a monday and we saw the price for the flights on a monday were sky high so let's let's move it to tuesday that's not a problem <laughs> we can do that moved it to tuesday and the price sort of dropped straight away so Having the flexibility to do that, of course, is marvellous. Not everybody has that sort of flexibility for everything. But if you've got the um, flexibility in, within your planning system to allow you to shuffle things around, um, you know, it, it obviously pays dividends at the end of the day sort of thing. You know, I, I like the sort of sort of simple approach. Alison was trying to say, where are we going with this? Are we going to be there for 10 days or, or two weeks or something? In the end, I I printed off her a calendar and say, "Well, there's a calendar. Just jot down all the things you want to do, <laughs> and we'll work out when it's going right. to be." Sort of thing. Right, and that really you remind me of the example that Stephen Covey brought up. On, I remember when he brings mm. up some participants on on the stage, and he tries to fill up the bucket with the small stones and then the large stones. And really, this is what it is. If you look at the fifty-two weeks during the year and you start to designate the things that you have listed as a priority on that calendar then everything else will fit around those things but if you don't designate them as a priority they're sort of going to get on the on the, they're going to be put on the wayside and that's the problem is i find people have start their year with such great intentions and they have these amazing new year's resolutions and goals that they'd like to achieve but come the second week of January, they've already been delayed. They've already been discarded because they were a priority for three days. And then it stopped becoming a priority when the system that they had in place was not followed. And that's why we have systems. We have systems so that we can follow them. What's the point of having a system otherwise? And so maybe part of the challenge in understanding how to become a minimalist planner and not get sucked in by all the noise and the clatter that that planning can bring sometimes is to realize that the real discipline is in the everyday mundane task of following the system if if you have a review time set up follow that review if you've got something that you you want to pursue make sure that you're committing time to it i mean really it comes down to dedicate 1 hour a day to whatever it is you want to achieve, and you will have already achieved seven hours into that goal by the end of the week. It really is just, it does break down that simply, but it's the small steps that allow us to gain 
traction and see that we're actually making progress. And also, I, I really like her, the big uh, 2018 calendar that she had up on her on her page, because you can visually see the 52 weeks. And I, 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 I'm a visual person, just like she is. If you go ahead and mark that calendar up with permanent pen, you can't take back the priorities that you set up. Now you've got your priorities staring at you for 52 weeks for the rest of the year, and you can start making some huge milestone differences there. If you have wall space in your office or wherever, you can buy these, like um, we known as Sasco wall plants. I don't know if that's a worldwide brand or not, but they're sort of very sort of thin, sort of laminated yes. sort of uh, paper. And you can write and put stickers on those and move them around sort of thing um, quite easily. But I've even seen people do it with a, a whiteboard. Yes. You know, divide the whiteboard up into, you know, months or several weeks. And then they just sort of change the dates at the sort of start of it. Uh, mind you, when it comes to recording what you actually did with one of them, you need to take some photographs, I think. Right. I've seen some people <laughs> use painter's or, or tape. Or hope nobody comes in and... Yeah, yeah. Or hope nobody comes in and wipes it clean for you. <laughs> right. Oh, no, the whole thing's disappeared now. We cleaned up your office. Yeah. But I've seen some people write on painter's tape and use the painter's tape to take up the weeks and space and then just yeah. redo uh, the concepts. And I think that's, that's brilliant. There, you have to mm. find a simple system cheap and cheerful mm. as the Brits say a really a system that just works for you that doesn't cause you to go broke and doesn't cause you to have to rethink what system you're using every day or every mm. week mm. The, the the essential thing is that there's sort of one phase of setting up your planning system maintaining it has to be also as economical on yes, time yes as the setting up bit because if it's a pain to actually keep the thing up to date and to sort of plan out the next week and the week after, you're quickly going to stop doing it because it's just going to become such a pain to actually sort of do and what have you. Um, just as an amusing sort of side note, um, retired folks like myself fall, often fall into this trap of when we're committing to do things and or someone says oh can you do such and such on such and such a day we quite often think well you know oh on such and such a day i'm having my haircut and they wipe out the whole day for that half hour haircut or if they're going on holiday for a week in in june they don't think they can do anything else in june because right. well that there's that week and i'm not right. sure when that's going to be sort of thing so they just say <laughs> the whole month is wiped out just of this yeah, five days yeah. sort of thing. They're going to be away sort of thing. <laughs> it's a um, very easy trap to fall into. It's a, <laughs> it's a dramatic look on what your life's priorities are, right? So it's like, can, can you come on this Christmas uh, party day or whatever? And it's like, no, I can't. I'm chopping celery on that day. <laughs> it's going to take me nine hours to chop celery. <laughs> And, and I think that, well, that's why I really like the idea of breaking it up into 52 weeks, theming, either theming or allowing yourself to have some major life categories laid out throughout the year that are visually grabbing you while you're planning out the rest of your year, because it's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to get sucked into life 
when you've set all this other stuff up that you want it running in the background but you don't want it hitting you over the head every day you don't want to be reminded of these major themes that you have but you do want to be reminded so there there is um there is a balance that needs to be taken here and i think i mean i don't know what's worked for you steve but for me the best reminders have been just making sure that at the end of the week i've hit the markers for that theme that I have. And I did it by color coding. So I had seven or eight different categories that I have at any given point in my life. And if I don't see that color mapped out in my week, then I know I haven't hit the targets or I haven't hit any markers for that particular theme or category that week. And again, the themes or categories are what we would refer to as contexts. If you're using OmniFocus, those are the contexts that we're talking about. And to contextualize it allows you to look at the bigger picture while still planning the details of every day and not getting lost in the weeds because you know that daily you're having an effect on the overall planning that you've set up. Now, I know this might sound repetitious because we come back to this every topic, but it really is. I mean, it seems like if it was a topic that was moot, I would think no one would be discussing it on all the social media, but it really is a topic that sort of takes over and every other day I find someone saying I don't know what to write in my planner or I'm completely lost or I've had a huge planner fail and it's like okay well here's here's how you regroup that and I think the minimalist planning concept here is fantastic really just take a piece of butcher paper at this point and write down what you're trying to achieve and then break break down those concepts from there if you can if you're mentally unprepared to break down those concepts then give yourself enough time and enough space to process what it is that you're trying to achieve and then take it from there. Because ultimately it is, it's a psychological growth being able to maintain a planning system and understanding that you need to feed it with your own discipline every day. Hmm. What I would say in that situation is go and find yourself a quiet spot away from distractions of any sort. You know, leave your phone on the desk um, just take your planner and your pens and anything else you need, any other supplies you need, and just give yourself, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it takes to sit down and think and just use that time to sort of focus on what you're going to enter. And it doesn't matter what sort of planner it is it doesn't matter what sort of layout it is or or whatever it is you're using just focus on downloading your thoughts and you know what priorities there are so you can remember get sort of gather together your sort of um, things that you need to do and get them into some sort of semblance of order um and again, it doesn't need to be hugely detailed. If you've accounted for everything and your notes that you've written down will make sense in a day or two's time sort of thing, unlike some of mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine are a bit cryptic at times. Um, but, you know, just, you know, not punishing yourself that way. You actually sort of are achieving something because you're sort of, you know, getting it out of your head getting it on paper assembling it in in such a form that you can start to sort of create some sort of order in you know life and 
you'll then start to see your see your actually achieving stuff. Um, one quick recap on the wall planner idea. If you've got one of these large ones sort of thing, you don't have to just keep it to just yourself. If you've got a family, you can put it somewhere central in the house and you get the kids to join in with putting what their um, social life things are, you know, games they're doing or what their school um, trips are and, you know, school holidays and all that sort of stuff and make it a focal point sort of thing of... of um, what's happening in the whole family sort of thing. That could be quite useful, I think. And it, it may not be exactly what you wanted. You, you may find yourself in a situation where the wall planner is too big or the planner that you pick just isn't working or whatever. But I really like this concept that Brianna talks about uh, where she says, just pick a planner and use it. Or her friend, I think, uh, said that. Just pick a planner and, and make the most of it. And, and I think if we could all sort of collect the amount of time we've wasted trying to pick the perfect planner for us and use that time to try and do something better for our lives we would be astonished at the amount of time we've been wasting trying to get to that state of perfection and i've said it before i'll say it again perfectionism is a form of self-abuse if you think you're ever going to get to that state of oh i've achieved this perfect planner where everything is right it's never going to be perfect now is the best time now is the best absolute time for you to start and as incorrect and as flawed and as upside down your planner may be with marker that didn't get written right and and pen that didn't match the color that you were supposed to and the erase marks and the scratch offs and all of that stuff you know neat neat lists are nice but messy lists get done this is this has been one of the mantras that I follow when I when I do planerology. Isn't it true, Steve? Right? We try to come up with neat lists and, and it's like, oh look how nice my writing is, but I've got nothing done on it. Whereas if you just slapdash write something down on a piece of paper and you no one can read your cryptic writing, you've gotten everything done plus one. <laughs> I think the biggest hazard for me with that sort of thing, I mean, it's as bad as you know, sort of always being reluctant to start a new notebook because I, I might make a mistake on page two and that's the, that's the whole notebook gone wrong. No. And we've always got um, to skip the first page and it starts page two, right? We've always have to leave that yeah. one page blank. <laughs> but it's the same with, you know, just plain written lists. Sometimes, as you say, the messy ones, you know, the shopping list will be in our house. It's just on the sort of end of the worktop sort of thing. And I'll write things on there, and Alison will write things on there, and she'll sort of look at my scrawly handwriting and say, what's this? And she'll say something, I'm, and I'm looking at it a bit sort of sideways, thinking, what is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yes. <laughs> oh, she said I couldn't read your writing. Yeah, well, no one mind. can read your writing, Steve, not even you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good encryption system. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So uh, that, that I think, sums up for me what the major points of what I wanted to get across in this episode. Ultimately, if you find yourself struggling with the planning system you think you've set up for yourself, go back to the basics, and the basics are a sheet of paper. Um, read the article. I'm really liking the way she laid it out. She put some of her favorite planners and thoughts and pens and things in there. It's not, it's not an overwhelming thought. And if it becomes this chore where you're suddenly owing time to your planner because you've got to keep up with the Joneses, then I think you're doing it wrong. Um, I think the planner should be serving you, not the other way around. 
And ultimately, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be this big behemoth thing that you've got to make sure it's, it stays up to date. Uh, yeah, you've got to make sure it stays up to date, otherwise your system's gone. But you don't have to work hard at it. I think that's what that's the message we're mm -hmm. trying to get across. Hmm. I think that's good. So where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at throatpunchresumes.com and palinerology.com and Karina Tovmasian on Instagram and poking fingers and making faces and bunny ears at Steve at <laughs> wherever he might find <laughs> you. He might be at. Where can we find you, Steve? You'll find me in the usual place of filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. So, folks, don't forget to take a look at our Patreon page. We are really sort of developing this now. Um, for instance, if you're a patron, a patron of the, the podcast, you will get early access to each episode. You will get down, access to downloadable principles of the show notes. And we're doing some downloading, downloadable diary inserts, especially for patrons of the podcast. And it's you can do it for as little as one dollar a month. It's less than a cup of coffee. So give it a look and drop a coin in the slot, as it were. And we'll all be happy bunnies and what have you. And, it, it, you know, it just adds to the community part of it, really. It keeps things advert-free. Yes, these podcasts will still be available advert-free and free to listen to eventually, but with a few days delay. But there we go. So don't forget, folks, take a look at the Patreon page. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. Mm -hmm.